the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you are a faithful steward of God's resources, you know that God requires the first fruits of our increase. Tithing is a critical aspect of stewardship, but the question is, how are you managing the 90% God entrusts to you? Listen in today as Pastor Rander continues to teach on this subject. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. He died on the cross. He was buried and rose again. It should be sheer delight to give to God. Number 10, stinginess. I have it, but I won't release it because I'm a cheapskate. I'm stingy, stingy, stingy. It's a dangerous thing when you're stingy to the God of glory. And then number 11, the church is making progress without my giving. So why tithe? Well, the lights are on. And uh, the, the air condition is, is running and uh, the, the floors look clean. There are paper towels when I wash my hands and so forth and so on. It's doing pretty good without my money. They don't need my money. Listen, you don't give because of that. You give because God has been good to you. And if God don't give you another thing, he's already given you more than you deserved. And you know what? When you don't want to do something, you will find any reason not to do it. Because the truth is, just say, I don't want to do it. Robbing God is just as offensive to him in the church today as it was during the days of Malachi. Because even though Malachi was speaking to Israel at the time, the biblical principle still holds true today. Sadly, many saints take pleasure in giving more to themselves than the savior of their souls. Wow. Many saints take pleasure in giving more to themselves than the savior of their souls. What are the consequences of robbing God? What are the consequences of robbing God? A, divine chastening by God. Verse 9a says, you are cursed with a curse. God will trouble you. He will bring adversity, failure. He knows how to bring disaster and even destruction upon those who rob him. He said, well, it hasn't happened to me yet. We just call that grace. <laughs> just call that grace. And don't, 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 don't wear out the grace of God because his word is true. And the only reason God hadn't done what he should have done to you is because of his grace. Undeserved mercy. However, tithing, listen to this, tithing doesn't exempt us from the calamities of life, as in the case of Job chapter 1 and 2. We can be obedient and righteous and yet experience trials in our lives. You say, but, but you know what? God, I give my tithes and my offerings to the Lord, and I lost my job, or this didn't fall through, or I got laid off, I got this happened, that happened, or I got cancer, or uh, my child got my child ran away from home, got pregnant out of wedlock. I just go on and on and on and on. My husband died, my wife died. Listen, 
doing what God tells us to do, keeping the commandments of God does not exempt us from the calamities of life. God allows us to go through these things to refine us, to mature us, to strengthen us. Just because you give to God doesn't mean bad things doesn't happen to holy people. Job was holy, righteous, and in a day's time, he lost his family, he lost his crop, he lost, he lost everything, he lost his health, but he, but, but he was a holy man, a righteous man, and yet had calamities, but at the end of the day, God gave him everything and then some. Matter of fact, his latter days was better than his earlier days. Let me tell you something. So when you go through your trials, don't give up on God. You, you may not understand what he's doing, but he's leading you somewhere. He's guiding you somewhere. And just because you are in a strange place, a tough place, a hard place, and you don't understand all of the answers of why, you don't have to understand. You just keep on hoping, keep on trusting, keep on believing. Be not dismay, whatever be time, God will take care of you. You will lack no good thing. And just because you treat God right and you live according to this book does not exempt you from calamities, hardships, or circumstances beyond your control, even though you're doing what the Word of God says. What are the consequences of robbing God? Be broken communion and fellowship with Him. You don't want to be estranged from God. You want to have intimacy with God. The worst thing you can have in this dangerous world is a broken relationship with God. Uh, see, no anointing and not being empowered by God. If you want power from the Lord, then you have to, you have to obey him. Uh, disobedience short circuits the, the spiritual power of God in your life. God blesses obedience. He empowers a life of obedience. A D, a kingdom opportunities are missed. There are, there are blessings that pass you by simply because of rebellion are being spiritually negligent. In other words, you are no longer in position to receive God's best for you. The blessings that could have been yours are given to others who seek first the kingdom of God. In Matthew chapter 25, in Matthew 25, verses 24 through 28, it says, Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathered where you have not scattered seed and I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. Verse 26, but his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bank at, and at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. Now look at verse 28. I'll let you get to this point. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talents. You see, all I'm saying to you today is the blessings that could have been yours are given to others who seek first the kingdom of God. You say, well, pastor, I'm in a strange place. I'm in a hard place. I don't understand what God is doing. I can't figure this thing out. Th that's okay. You don't have to figure it out. Realize that God's going to take care of you. Realize that God is in charge. He's in control. And he's not going to let you lack any good thing.
And when you keep hoping and believing, watch God work in strange ways and realize that he is not on your schedule. He's on his own divine schedule and he's not going to move when you say move. He moves like only he can move and he makes things beautiful in his time. Not you. (laughs) You see, the church struggles financially and kingdom work is hindered when tithes are withheld. When people don't give and release that which belongs to the Lord, guess what? We can't give benevolence for those who come for needs, uh, local and foreign missions. You know, we have ministries in Africa and Uganda and Rwanda. We have all these places that we're doing in New Zealand and all these places. There are missionaries who are eating off the plate of Maranatha for, for 28 years. There are little kids that are poor that need mats to sleep on. They're little kids. I kid you not why that Christmas tree is out there. They just pull a tag. They need shoes on their feet. If you can only go with us and see the conditions that people are living in. Even our poor here are really not poor when you compare them to the third world. I mean, we give to the youth and we, we supplement youth ministry and more ranch retreat and education and scholar, we do scholarships here, maintenance here, supplies here, equipment here, salaries here, insurance here, disaster relief here, building expansion here, remodeling here, mortgage payment and taxes, all of which comes from tithes and offerings. You think it costs for you to run your house, just multiply that a hundred times over for a church this size. I wish I could go down and tell you what it costs that you, to cut all 34 acres of property. The, the, the electricity, the thousands of dollars just for the electricity. I wish I had the time to tell you all of these things. Your mouth would drop. And you know what's so amazing? You're listening to me now. I know you are. Is that you have people... How, how how many of you have an income? Just raise your hand. Some kind of income. Retirement. I mean, don't be scared. Now you're scared. Raise right your hand. Don't lie. Don't lie to God. Okay. Do you not know that you only have about two to three percent of the people actually doing what God is saying do, while others are just giving God jump change, just that little. And even when you think globally, you have about. Uh, 10 to 15 percent of the people out of 100 percent that trust God and do it his way. The church does not get a free ride. Uh, listen, F, another consequence of not tithing is a subtraction of blessings by God, a subtraction of blessings by God. Haggai chapter one, verses three through six is a powerful scripture. You're going to hear it over and over again. So you might want to learn it and look at it and just read it in its entirety in your private time. Haggai is a powerful passage. Uh, one, chapter 1, verses 3 through 6, look what it says. Then the word of the Lord came to Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your uh, panel houses? These were nice homes, upscale. And this temple lie in ruins? They just let the temple just go to ruins. Wouldn't keep it up. Wouldn't maintain it. Could care less. All they worry about is their house. Their house. Look Look at verse 5. Now therefore thus said the Lord of hosts. Consider. Underline this. Consider your ways. You, He said now because you have not put me first. Look what he says to Israel. Look what he says to Haggai. He says you have so much 
but bring in little. You eat, but do not have enough. You drink, but you're not filled with drink. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earned wages, look at this, earn wages to put into a bag with holes. In other words, the more money you make, it comes to nothing. Nothing. Surely believers today need to consider your ways. If not, it will result in a subtraction of blessings by God himself. If you desire to receive blessings from Almighty God, then have a generous heart when it comes to giving to the Lord. What a tremendous impact the church could make globally if God's people would stop robbing him to keep more for themselves. Some of you may say, oh, this message is not for me because I give God his portion first. Well, that's great. But do you give God the gift of your time? Where are you through the week? What child? We have a tutorial ministry. What child are you tutoring? You good in math, reading? You good at English or something? Uh, you know, what nursery are you working in? Where are you ushering? Where are you doing? Who are you greeting as a greeter? Why are you not working in the bookstore? (laughs) That's called time. He has allotted you. What about your spiritual gifts? Everyone who is saved has at least one spiritual gift, some two or three. He has deposited as salvation a spiritual gift for each one of us. To, for the building up of the saints and for the work of the ministry. And he has deposited that gift into you at the point of salvation to do service and ministry to one another, to build up one another, to serve one another. Do you keep it for yourself or do you use it to make a kingdom investment? God is calling you today to consider your ways. What about the youth ministry? All these youth, you know how bad the kids are. So many on drugs and this and sniffing and snorting and methamphetamine. Where's your investment in a child in youth ministry? We're talking about how bad it is. Don't you know God needs what you have and he has blessed you to be a blessing? Not to just come in here and get a little bit for you and then go out and go your way to the next Sunday this time and you just come for me, myself, and I, and you touch nobody. As a matter of fact, when you die, we don't have to make one change because you did nothing in the church. Not one hole to fill because you have nothing to show for service. Ooh, it's so quiet. It's eerily quiet in here. God is calling you today to consider your ways and repent of your gross negligence before God and glorify him with the resources he has given you. Beloved, we glorify God when we invest in the things that have eternal lasting value. I want you to get that. That's big. We honor God. We glorify God when we invest in things that have eternal, lasting value. Say that with me. Eternal, lasting value. Say it again. Eternal. Some of you spend all your time investing in stuff that's a future ash pile. But what you do for Christ has eternal dividends. You say, can you show me that in scripture? I certainly can. This is not an opinionated message. I only come from the scripture 
Because it is the word of God that that's the last word. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21. Look what it says. It says, do not lay up for yourselves treasure on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves can break in and steal. How many of you have ever had something stolen from you? We've all had. You've been deceived. You've been swindled. And all these things. Thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves where? Treasures. What, what, what should we lay them up? What, what does it say? In heaven. On earth? In heaven. Oh, in some bank over in Spain? Oh, no, no, not Spain. They, oh, they bankrupt, aren't they? Uh, Switzerland? <laughs> you pay more taxes that way, too. You got to report it. If you don't, you're in big time trouble. But lay, you got to bring it back. That's right. You're talking to me. But lay up for your, look, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. The thieves can't steal what God has given. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where is your heart? Is it on the things of this world? You know what? I talk to people who are dying all the time. I wish you listen to me. I talk to people who are dying all the time. And I, I've never heard anybody that was dying in transition on their way to heaven or hell. Because uh, you, you know it's only one or two places. Don't look at me like that. It's all it's heaven or hell. You know. I've never said, I wish I can see the Spurs play one more game. Man, I, I, can you wash my car before I die? <laughs> I want to go, uh, uh, you know what? Uh, when? what the, the cruise, the this, the that. Nobody's talking about that. Nobody's talking about Macy's or Dillard's. Nobody's talking about the finest of restaurant, Ruth Chris. Some people give all that money to Ruth Chris. You burp and it's gone. It goes in you and out of you and it's gone. Lay up for yourselves treasure in where? <sighs> Nobody, nobody's talking about that. I've done funeral after funeral after funeral. I've said ashes to ashes, dust to dust, and around the tears. And I've seen the caskets being lowered down as those grieving loved ones are weeping and crying. And you know what? In all those funerals, I've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse. I don't care how much you have, you can't take it with you. Only what you do for Christ will last, my friends. Look at verse 10. The blessedness of honoring God with tithes and offerings. The blessedness of honoring God with tithes and offerings. Verse 10 says, bring all. Did it say some? A portion? All. All means what? All. Everything. The tithes. God commanded Israel as well as us today to bring the whole tenth of our income into the Lord's house and not just a portion. A partial tithe is not a tithe at all. And partial obedience is blatant disobedience. It is dangerous, deadly, and disastrous indeed to hold back for yourself that which belongs to the king of the universe. I want everybody with a Bible. If you have a Bible with you or your technology, you find the scripture in it and then go get a Bible one day. Okay. 
Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. I want everybody with a Bible. <laughs> We're going to end with this. Uh, Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. If you have a Bible, please, for heaven's sake, look at the scripture. This is Maranatha Bible Church, and we come solely from the scripture. Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through 11, it says, But a certain man named Ananias and Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession, and he kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being what? Aware of it. And brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? See, that's the problem. You keep it back for yourself and won't give to God. You see? Verse 4, while it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. Underline that. <laughs> you know, I better do it. Pastor Drake will tell me to do it. Pastor Drake, are you satisfied? <laughs> it's not about me at all. I'm just a messenger. And I'm just here to tell you what God says. And then I, I pray and take my seat. And let God work. He said, you have not lied to men, but to God. I wonder how many liars are in the house today. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. And the young men arose and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. Uh-oh. Verse 7. Now it was about three hours later when his wife came in, not knowing what had happened to her hubby. I'm just adding it on. Verse 8, and Peter answered her, tell me, Miss Sapphira, whether you sold the land for so much. She said, yes, for so much. She was lying through her teeth. Verse 9. Then Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Look! The feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young men came, the burial committee, came in and found her dead and carrying her out and buried her by her husband. So look what happened as a result of this. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. They said, ooh, I'm going to do God right. Ooh, I'm not going to mess with God. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Did you hear what happened to Ananias and Sapphira? <gasps> In verses 3 and 4, Peter asked four key questions of Ananias and Sapphira. Four key questions. He'd write every one of them down. They're in the Bible. They're all from the scriptures. Number one. He said, what's the first one? Number one. Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back, keep back part of the price of the land for yourself. That's in verse 3. That's question number one. Second question. While it remained, was it not your own? Verse 4. 
Okay. Number three. And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Verse four. And then, then number four. Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. Verse four. You see that? Let me tell you something. Ananias and Sapphira could have done whatever they wanted to do with the land because it was theirs. Even after they sold it, they could have done whatever they wanted with the proceeds from the sale. Instead, instead, Ananias and Sapphira were hypocrites in the Lord's church and paid the ultimate price with their lives. If Peter were to ask you today the same question he asked of Ananias and Sapphira, what would your answer be? In verses 5a and 10a, we see the consequences of lying to God, which in this passage is death. Verse 5a says, and Ananias, hearing these words, fell down. And breathe her last. Verse 10a. Then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. In conclusion, if God were to cause all who held back his portion for themselves to drop dead like Ananias and Sapphira, I wonder how many would still be sitting here today. Thank God for grace. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.